Hey, everybody. Absolutely stunning news over here this week. We have a video version of this week's episode available on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash late night. Go over there, sign up at any tier, and you'll have access to it. Once again, that's patreon.com slash late night. Now, enjoy the show. We've hired a censor for this show to bleep us in real time. Do you ever get insecure about how much you say fuck? No, you know what? I really don't, actually, because I'm pretty good at being aware of when I say it. Like, I don't say it around Audrey, ever. Situational fuck awareness? That's exactly what I have. Yes, I have SFA. (laughs) A very, very highly developed sense of it, I might say. Yeah. I don't swear around Audrey, like, ever. Rachel is... I mean, pretty careful, but less careful than I. But also because she's Midwestern, we were just talking about this. She will say things like, oh, poop, which I would never say in my life. I couldn't pull off an oh, poop. (laughs) I would leave the show. Yes. If you ever said that. Darn it to poop. She willikers. Yeah. Rachel can pull that stuff off very well because it just fits with her demeanor and accent. No, but you being from Jersey, it comes natural. I was talking about this with Audrey. We were talking about language yesterday. Oh, this is how it started. I picked her up for school and she goes, Daddy, I have to tell you something. I was like, mm-hmm. what is it, honey? By the way, anything that starts with that can go either way. It can be something pretty bad or, I mean, relatively for a little kid, or something completely innocuous. In this case, it was, Daddy, I have to tell you something. I said ass today in school. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, you know, that's not really a bad word. Like, it's a little crude, I guess, but people don't generally think of that as a swear word. Is that so? What, that people don't think of ass as a swear word? Yeah. I don't think people think of ass as a swear word. Although it does count, I think we talked about this recently, as explicit language for radio play. Is that not a swear? If you told me to like list cusses, uh, ass would be in there. Really? Why wouldn't it be? Okay. Swear tier list right now. (laughs) Tier one. (laughs) Tier one. How many tiers are there? What's the severity? Tier one is the most severe. Well, see you next Tuesday is in tier one for Americans. Okay, I'm not even going to say that. It's not tier one for Leighton, though. <laughs> or for Brits. I'm going to put C star 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 as a tier one swear. And I'm not saying it. Okay. Because I don't want to get emails. <laughs> All right. How many tiers do we start with? I don't know. Maybe let's just... See where they go. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for English swear words. Okay, great. Slurs are exempt from this list. No, no, we're no not talking slurs. about slurs. No slurs. But then it gets into the question of how severely do you rate the misogynistic swear words? Well, I don't know if I consider some of those swear words as much as slurs. Bitch. I wouldn't call bitch a swear word. I would call it a... <laughs> what is... Go- okay, hold on. Back up, back up, back up. Define swear words. Well, that's a good question. I distinguish, perhaps incorrectly, between like crude words and swear words. 
words. So bitch and ass, I would say, are kind of vulgar or crude language, but I wouldn't call them swears. Would you say that because they both have meanings that are not necessary? You know, ass, donkey, bitch is referred to dogs, question mark. Question mark. That's a good question, perhaps. So you say ass isn't one. Is asshole one? Oh, uh... Because on TV, they'll censor whole, but not ass. And there's a thing on radio, too, where it's like, I can't remember which is the good one, the anatomical one or the calling someone a jerk one. One of those is okay and the other isn't. And I can't remember which is okay. They talk about this on Seven Seconds Away. I guess I would consider asshole a swear word. Dick. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I should be writing these down on my tier list, by the way. <laughs> Dickhead, dickhole. What about yeah, those? Yeah, I'd call those swear words. It's kind of a vibe thing for me, too. The, I, I, roughly, <laughs> it's like, would I be bothered if Audrey said them? I don't care if Audrey mm. says ass. If Audrey saw someone doing something and was like, what a dick, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? So I presume because, like, you know, there's some swears that are considerably more sexual. Yes. Uh, or at least refer That's to part of sex it for organs. Sure for a little kid. Right. Yeah. All right. Severity. Now, this is an interesting one because I think it's cultural. Fuck. Where do we put fuck? In terms of severity, American wise, I think See You Next Tuesday gets its own tier as the worst. I one. agree with that. It's at the top. It's definitely at the top. Nothing. Okay. That's tier one. That's the C tier. <laughs> yes. Which is the t- name of this episode. It's the, the C tier. Great. Right under that is the fuck word tier. Yep, I'm writing fuck. That's great. And I feel like fuck stands alone. Let's see. You may be right. You may not. Is there anything else on the level of fuck? Shit is definitely below fuck. I'm going to put shit one below fuck. I would say shit and dick are on the same tier. Yep, I would agree with that. What about cock? Same as dick, right? I almost feel like cock is worse. I don't think it belongs in the fuck tier. Doesn't cock sound more vulgar than dick? It absolutely does. Okay, I'm already adjusting my list. So cock is between fuck and the dick shit tier. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need to revise this here. I need more space. This is what happens when we're left alone to do that's, an episode. That's right. We couldn't subject anyone else to this. I'm glad we're doing it, though. It's okay, true. I'm leaving it's lots true. of space here. Fuck, cock, shit. <laughs> People, I mean, actually study this, so we could look it up. We're basically linguists. I would put, like, motherfucker kind of the same as fuck, because fuck is a component, yet I would agree it feels a little less severe, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a levity to to motherfucker. (laughs) I also say fucker and motherfucker almost exclusively as affectionate terms. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So we've got to have bastard tier. That's below shit and dick, though. Yeah, I feel like bastard is almost, that's like entry-level swearing. I'm going to put ass and bastard on the same level, right? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. What about damn? I feel like damn Damn is is like lowest level. Damn, even though this would not have been the case a long time ago, I regard, I mean, darn and damn as kind of the same. Really? Yeah, but darn is not even a swear, actually, right? No, it's not. So why would they be the same? Damn is obviously different. So damn and damn it on the same tier, probably. Yeah. That's like dad swearing tier. Yeah, and same as goddammit. 
Mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that enters the tricky category of Jesus Christ as an exclamation. I wouldn't consider that a swear. Nor I. Nor I, based on how much I say it. Yeah. Okay, well, what else? Let's just list other swears. So right now we're at one, two, three, four, five, six. And your standard tier list usually has like seven parts-ish. Yeah. Hell. Hell, I same as damn, if that's even a swear. H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I almost feel like hell and damn, and to a lesser extent, Jesus Christ, are kind of like that first on the stepladder, where it's like, they're not that bad, but if you're 12 and swearing for the first time, those feel edgy. Okay, this is good. On the first two tiers... Damn, damn it, God damn it, hell, Jesus Christ, tier one. That's the lowest now. Tier two, bastard and ass. Tier one and tier two swears, I am fine if Audrey says. <laughs> okay. Audrey could look at someone and be like, what a bastard. And I'd be like, that's adorable. Honestly, that's <laughs> true for pretty much all of these. It's just cute when kids say stuff. We've talked to her about shit, basically because I wanted her to listen to a couple NSP songs. And I was like, you know what? We have to talk about yeah. this. And so- Now she's doing that thing where in order to say shit, she's couching it in a question where she'll be like, is it okay if I say shit? And I'll be like, honey, (laughs) I'd prefer not. But if the situation demands it. Is shit on the list yet? Yeah, it's in tier three with dick. Okay. What, What other swears don't we have yet? So we don't have the misogynistic ones, which I do consider swears. I don't necessarily consider them slurs. Like bitch. Bitch, whore. Whore isn't a swear. It's misogynistic, but... Okay, all right, okay. Excising whore. I think pussy is like second to fuck. Below or same? Below, below, below. Same as cock, though. That feels right. Pussy is worse than cock. All right, well, you just created a new tier. (laughs) The misogyny (sighs) tier? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. (laughs) All right, now we're at seven. Now we're at seven tiers. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, okay. Okay, This is great. We're really getting something done today. Um, (laughs) Some of these I'm just not going to say for perhaps obvious reasons. I'm going to leave a lot of the misogynistic ones for you to say. What goes with cock? I really like that you asked that as if asking for like a wine pairing. Yeah. Usually a a Syrah or a Malbec goes nicely with cock. (laughs) I feel like any wine that would dry your mouth does not where I I'm going to stop saying words. Jared, leave that in. You have to leave that in. Under no <laughs> circumstances can we cutting that. I stand by it. I don't want to finish the thought, but I do stand by it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. We, we've hit most of the bases. I can't see this list. Did you want bitch on this list? Bitch is absolutely on the okay, list. Okay, but where? Where? You might want to put it in the misogyny tier. Worse than cock? No. Bitch is absolutely worse than cock. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you say so. <laughs> All right, I'll put it there. I, I disagree. I would actually put that one, in terms of severity of swear, pretty low. Because people, by the way, people will use bitch all the time and not in a, a sweary way. For example, check out this bitch, right? 
Everyone's saying that. <laughs> Everyone's saying that. Or people use that word affectionately too. As do well, I guess that's true for a lot of swears. Agreed. There's, you know, homophobic swears, which I am also not going to say, but one might regard as, you know, of a kind with bitch, which could be used as in an aggressive way or in an affectionate way, depending on who's saying it and to whom. Yes, that affects the entire tier list, though, is intention. But does the meaning of a word truly change based on intent? I think so, but I think a lot of people would say not. Well, I mean, words can be used in different ways, right? Different words have different connotations depending on things. Context. Yeah, exactly. Are we missing any big ones? Are we missing any heavy hitters? Piss. Piss, I would not consider a swear. Really? Yes. See, I, I I think piss and bitch are pretty much the same. Are you serious? I'm a hundred percent serious. But that that might just be me as a piss bitch. <laughs> Very true. You don't want piss on this list? Okay. I mean, I would put it actually pretty. <laughs> see, I would have put bitch way at the bottom personally. But again, I've never been called one aggressively, so maybe that's not for me to say. Yeah, maybe that's me who has been called a bitch aggressively many, many times and have reclaimed it aggressively Mm -hmm. because how else do I reconcile my life experience? Mm -hmm. I think that's our list. I'm really fond of the C tier. Yeah, I like it a lot. (laughs) It's it's just sometimes you have to. Here's here's our our list. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. I mean, it, it's pretty okay. crude at this point, but there you know it is. what? Now that I see it, I don't think bitch belongs in the thank pussy tier. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, finally, I, just, I had to see it. Finally, visually. reason prevails on the late night podcast. <laughs> Will you text me an image of this list just so well, I have a wh- visual? Where am reference? I putting bitch though? Before I do that, put it where you wanted to put it. I'm going to put it with bastard and ass. All right, I'm going to text you a copy of this right now. Thank I put the C tier in a little hat, as you saw. Why'd you put the C tier in a hat? I just needed a little box up there. Okay. Because I wanted to <laughs> isolate it. I wanted to isolate it by itself. Right. And here. Okay. Let me make very sure I'm not texting this to someone else, <laughs> which I am not. That's This is always, always, every time I fucking text a picture of something even vaguely humorous, I'm like, uh-oh, did I accidentally text you know, my mother-in-law or something. Okay. You should have this. Right. Okay. (sighs) Wow. Wow. God's work indeed. (laughs) What are Carlin's seven words? Are we, aren't we missing? (laughs) There's, there's, there's something about the scribbled out bitch that really gets me. Tits. Tits. What about tits? Should tits be I don't think tits is a swear word. I would agree with that actually. Okay, this is this is our our tier list. Now, what I really <laughs> want to do is uh, wine pairings, which you suggested <laughs> before. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Damn, damn it, uh, God damn it, hell! That's like a Franzia box wine. Franzia. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say the exact same yep, thing. Franzia, That's Franzia box. Tier. Okay, if we're going full pairings, what about like the food pairing? I feel like that's a slice of really shitty pizza. Oh, sure. Okay. On a soggy paper plate. Okay. So this is uh this is like 7-Eleven pizza. Yeah. Great. Or like one of their wet hot dogs. Oh, that have been just rolling been going on around. that roller oh. for too long. 
Okay, great. We have a wine and food uh, pairing list. All right, then we got the bab tier, the bastard ass bitch tier. Yeah, that <laughs> I I identify as a bastard ass bitch. <laughs> I think. Let's see. I don't know a lot about wines. No, neither do I. I'm just kind of guessing. They're a little sweet, so I'm gonna say that's the Gewurztraminer tier, which is a sweet, okay. like a Riesling or like a sweet white. I'm going to call that. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, or Riesling. And then for food, now we're talking sandwiches. Whoa. A wine and sandwich pairing? Well, I mean, wine and pizza. A sandwich just feels undignified for wine. I was going to say like a dessert kind of thing. Oh, sure. If you're going to do a Riesling, like a little uh, pot de creme or a slice of cheesecake. Or like a profiterole. Okay. A profiterole. profiterole. A petite four. Cheesecake. This is the dessert. We're just going to put dessert. Okay. Because we have to be pretty broad with this, I think. Okay. Yeah. Shit and dick, white wine and fish. Well, indeed. So actually, I have a a suggestion for the shit dick tier. Chardonnay, (laughs) because it has the word hard on right in the middle of it. So we're going to put Chardonnay, because you can't spell Chardonnay without hard on. And would you say fish? Fish? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Fish. Great. Perfect. Um, now we have the cock tier. Uh, I feel like this is a red. Yeah. This is actually the Syrah Malbec kind of. What about like what's tier. the most acidic red? I don't fucking know. Almost like a balsamic notes. I, I don't know enough about wine to say. Syrahs can be pretty spicy. So can Malbecs. <laughs> yeah, let's keep All that right. with okay. the cock. And then a food pairing with cock, probably just cock. Steak, meat, 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 like red meat. Yeah. Meat, red. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Next. Pussy. T- it's champagne. Pussy tier yep, is champagne. Thank you. Man. Couldn't agree more. Champagne. <laughs> popping the biggest bottles for yep. pussy tier. Uh, popping bottles with top models. And then. <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> why? It's it's how I roll. What What do you pair with champagne? Strawberries. This is fruit. I like it. There we go. Fruit. I'll just say strawberries fruit. and cream. Uh, yeah, fruit. Okay, and now the fuck tier. I want to do like a rosé with fuck, like a nice rosé. I can't even push back on that. Why would you? It's the perfect summer wine. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's light. It's a little bit sweet. You can use it in lots of different ways. It just like fuck. Versatile. What food goes with fuck? What's coming to mind is like the most phallic vegetables, a cucumber, a squash. Vegetables. Let's do vegetables. A carrot. Vegetables. I think vegetables are great. And then finally, Layden, what's our top tier? It's the C tier. I straight up almost said Yeah. <laughs> uh, the CNX Tuesday tier, I think there is no other option than like a whole grain alcohol, like Ever. bathtub yeah. swill. Well, that's not wine. Now we're getting away from the wine, but I well, do agree with you. The C word, it's above everything else. I don't think there's a good wine for the what, C What about Manischewitz? What the fuck is Manischewitz? It's, it's Jewish wine you use uh, for like Seder. It's hard alcohol. It's gasoline tier alcohol. Grain alcohol. alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the food pairing? The food is an empty stomach, just like right. your nothing, soul. If nothing. you're dropping the C word at regular intervals, much as I do quietly. Well, now this, this is a list. I have to say, this is probably the best thing we've ever done on this show. 
I think this is the only thing of value we've ever contributed to society with this show. Let me review the list here. Wait, before you do it, before you do it, I need you to do it like a waiter reading the specials for this evening. Okay, very good, very good. All right. I've walked into your restaurant and I've sat down and I'm dressed nice and you're asking me if I'd like to hear the specials for this evening. Great. Uh, let's see. What is the the name of our restaurant is uh, uh, Soup Plantation. It's just censored. Great. <laughs> Getting called a bitch by the person behind the counter at Soup Plantation. Yep. Rest in peace. All right. That's why they closed. So welcome, very uh, welcome to Soup Plantation. Um, I'll be your server, <laughs> Chaz. Uh, would you kind of hear the specials this evening? I would love to. Great. We're starting off here for our first course. We have a variety of options. Actually, this is our most diverse course. We have damn, damn it, God damn it, hell, and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And with that, may I Jesus suggest Chris. a fresh box of Franzia White Zin and a soggy piece of pizza on a paper plate. Oh. Now, uh, moving on to the second course, here we have Bastard Ass and Bitch. And we're pairing that today with a sweet white, like a Gewurztraminer or a Riesling. And, of course, for the second course, Dessert which uh, you can take oh. your pick. Uh, we have some nice New York cheesecake with a, a blueberry drip on top or uh, some freshly oh, made I do love a drip. profiteroles with hot fudge sauce. Next for our third course, we have shit and dick, which uh, <laughs> I, I suggest, and this is my personal favorite, it's made fresh today, a, uh, a Chardonnay and a nice piece of fish, a Dover sole, a halibut, and a nice white fish. Oh, how's that fish prepared? It's broiled until it's burned. And then we we don't melt butter on it. We just put a stick of butter on it and let the butter melt as much as it will. And then you can choose to eat the unmelted part if you want. Uh, and we also sprinkle some chives on that. Do I get free bread? This is soup plantation. Everybody gets free bread. <laughs> you can just Fantastic. go up and fucking get some. For our fourth course, we just have one option this evening, which is cock for our fourth course. <laughs> And uh, might I suggest, as you enjoy your cock, uh, a nice glass <laughs> of uh, a Syrah, uh, a Malbec, a, uh, a Cab Sauve, and a red meat. Uh, we can do a New York strip. We can do a filet. We can do prime rib, actually, if you want. It's a little fattier cock, but fattier cock? Wow. Uh, <laughs> a fattier cut. But I think once you see this cock, you'll appreciate why we're doing that. On our On our fifth tier fifth tier, fifth course. God, I'm a waiter, not reading a tier list. We, of course, have a word that I'm not comfortable saying, but perhaps you can guess what it is. It begins with P. Can I hear you say it, please? <laughs> please? Is that the word? It is not the word. You're going to have to guess again. Pomeranian. That's correct. We're offering Pomeranians. <laughs> We've killed a bunch of dogs. Just say, finish us off here. What, what, what's this word? The Pomeranian course? The pomegranate? The yes. The, Fine. Um, Everyone knows what it is. I'm not saying it. Uh, and with that, may I suggest a, a sweet, sweet champagne and uh, some fresh fruit. Second to last, we have our fuck. Chaz, are you course. okay? You seem. It's it's been a long day. Supplementation is is on the verge of going out of business, and I don't have a backup career. I've been working oh, here no. for 43 years. Um, <laughs> So, and I have almost $300 in my 401k. Good for you. And may I suggest with fuck, 
a, a nice rosé. We can do that still, uh, regular or sparkling. And just a whole heap of raw vegetables. Uh, we can do some zucchinis. We can do some carrots. Are, are we can those do some seasonal? Cucumbers. Uh, no, nothing in soup plantation is seasonal. Uh, they just get them. We get them from wherever we get them. I saw on the board that there's a seventh tier. There is a seventh tier. Uh, this Sorry, is, excuse me, seventh course? Seventh course. This is the equivalent of our secret menu, the seventh course. Uh, like in and out secret menu, we do have a, a secret seventh course, which we only provide for our top tier, pun intended, customers. Now, I'm absolutely not saying this word because I don't want to be fired from Sioux Plantation, but uh, <laughs> from this top tier, the C tier, let's call it, we can offer you a uh, some Everclear, some grain alcohol, 200 proof, and nothing. And what's that served in? Which? The nothing or the alcohol? The alcohol. The alcohol is served in a one-gallon green plastic bucket. <laughs> well, Chaz, that sounds really wonderful. Yes. Uh, can I bring you any or all of these today? The cock sounds lovely. I'll have Great. that. Uh, one cock coming up. <laughs> And scene. And Beautiful, scene. Brian. That was great. Beautiful, Chaz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Getting kicked out of the soup plantation for calling customers bitches. <laughs> good morning, my good bitch. A good title for this episode. I really okay. wish we could put the cuss words in the titles of these episodes. I do too. That would be great. It would make but me happy. Unfortunately, we can't. Wow. Piss. Okay. We definitely spent 30 minutes doing this. Yeah, we have a, a complete and unassailable tier list of swear words with uh, wine and food pairings. That's a, that's a day's work if I've ever seen one. I think it works out. If anybody at home would like to you know, put together your own version of the meal and beverage combination and take a photo of your meal and pairing, it, it would really- That would um, be great. Now that's what joy. I call podcasting. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Late Night. With Brian Wecht. Welcome to Lady Where we make a tier list for swear words. Because why not? We're professional broadcasters. We're two and a half years-ish into this thing. That's so fucked up. Here's where we are. This is 162, I think, episode 162. So we are closing in. Actually, we're closer to uh, we're closer to three years on this. Yeah, right. Three years. Fuck. Disgusting. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah, this is Late Night with Brian Wecht. My name is Brian Wecht. Over here we have uh, your sommelier, Layton Gregg. That's me, and it rhymes, which works out. That's right. It does rhyme, doesn't it? Do you like wine, Brian? Yeah, but I don't know anything about it. I like wine. I'll drink it. I never just like, you know, pull up a glass of wine. That's actually not true. In the summer, I will drink uh, just a glass of rosé and read a book. I like to sit outside with a rosé, preferably a sparkling rosé, and read oh. a book. I read most of the Karlov Knausgaard books while drinking rosé. <laughs> That's that is totally what he intended. That's the intended pairing oh for those books. You still haven't read those, right? No, I haven't. I keep doing the talk show thing where I'm adjusting these papers, and I have no reason to be having them. Okay, John Stewart. Yeah, exactly. You would have to be scribbling on them to be John Stewart. <sighs> was it Dennis Miller who used to do that on SNL, or was that John Stewart on Daily Show? Where he would do the like scribble, 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 and then toss and like the paper. spin the paper. Yeah, yeah. Was that Dennis Miller? John Stewart definitely did it. 
It's a time-honored talk show thing. I really, really enjoy red wine. I like it a lot. It took me a long time to get into it, mm-hmm. but even after one glass, I have a headache. And also there's just no yeah. classy way to deal with the mouth situation. Correct. As a perpetually chapped bitch, it's just <laughs> disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite things is finding a really nice dark chocolate and a really good like, yes. cab sauv pairing. It's so great. Folks at home of drinking age, if you have not done like a little tasting of some dark chocolate and wine, like a bath, a nice bath, candles lit, mm-hmm. chocolate bar, wine, that a is great. show playing on your laptop, sitting on the toilet. So are you best. a bather? Do you bathe in your tub? I would do it more if my drain didn't do the thing where it slowly, slowly drains. Uh, yes. I do like it, though, with a good bath bomb. Oh, oh my I God. love it. I'm a bather. I, I am a regular bubble bath enthusiast. You take your soak for your aches? It, not even for my aches. I don't have too many aches, which is surprising given my age. Your ill humor? Uh, yeah. I just like to, to get in there, get a nice like eucalyptus Epsom salt or a bubble Ooh. bath maybe. Epsom salt is so great. They really You think are. it won't work. And then you smoke some and you're just going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you wake up three days later in the middle of the freeway. With half a face. Yeah, with half a face and and sirens going off behind you. (laughs) It's so relaxing. What are bath salts? And like, what are are people talking about when they talk about those? I think it's literal bath salts. Is it really? No, it's got to be something. It cannot be actual. They wouldn't sell them in fucking like... Coals. Okay, it's not. It's not. Yeah, of course it's, it's not. not. All right. Otherwise, it, <laughs> it's like a I totally one substance that they, yeah. I believe it was actual bad salts. I like the idea of like uh, basically every fourth person that walks into Lush is like, bomb, bath bomb. <laughs> and then some poor, poor person who's working there is like, yes, okay, I'll get you your bath salts. It's just a different thing, right? We'll get you a sex bomb. A yeah. Sex Have bomb. you ever used lush bath bombs? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't like bath bombs as much as I like bubble bath for several reasons. One is I like the coating of bubbles. I do not want to see my own body in the bath. I want it obscured by a <laughs> layer of bubbles. And the bath bombs often, A, they leave a residue, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. there's like glitter and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, you can just, I don't know. Sometimes they just, given the colors, it's like, I don't want to be in blue water. I want to be in blue water. My favorite Lush bath bomb is the Twilight one. Mm-hmm. It smells so good. I love their whole line of Twilight products. Like Twilight, the the Stephanie Meyer Twilight. Sure, why not? Okay. I have one of their shower jellies. Have you ever used their shower jelly? Actually, I have not, no. That stuff's fun. It's basically just like a hunk of jello that you clean yourself with. Oh, and it, but it it lives for a while. So it doesn't just dissolve after one use. Yeah, yeah. Like firm bar of gelatin. It's not even firm. It's wobbly. You will drop it and you get to a point where you just have to like dig little Hell yeah. globules and then lather them up. It's great. I also will say, I think I've found my holy grail conditioner mm-hmm. and it's a lush conditioner. Oh. It's called Glory. It's green and it smells tropical and it's awesome. And I ran out and I've been using different conditioner and my hair is so fucking dry. Oh. I need my green goo back. Yeah, it makes a difference. We do this with Audrey a lot uh, since I have obviously much shorter hair than you do. But I have a child who has 
Have you seen the back of her head? It's like a fucking tangle oh, of insanity. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so we need to like deep condition it all the time because I know this is going to come as a shock. She's not the best at taking care of her own hair. She'll like run a brush through it for two seconds and yeah. be like, I brush my hair. You know, can I go talk about Zelda to myself in the backyard for half an hour? So we have to do deep conditions on that kid all the time because she got, I have thick hair and she got my like very thick hair. Yeah. But Rachel like, curls. Yeah several times as a child and teenager, I had to get the like full crazy haircut because I had um, mats. Yeah. Just full, like you lift up a hunk of hair and all of it comes with it. It's right. And yeah, do you, you, you do the thing, right? Where you brush your hair a hundred times each way every day. Right. Yes. It's how I feel like a pretty little right, lady. Yes. No, that's a joke. I am a depressed person who spends a lot of time <laughs> in bed. So it's a lot of damage control. <laughs> You know, you're supposed to work out knots and start from the bottom yeah. and really work it out. And I will yank it out of my mm. hair. So I have god awful split ends. When was the last time you had a thing done to your hair, like a haircut or any kind of maintenance? I mean, your hair is very long right now. The last time I got a pixie cut and it was shaved in the side, that was the last time I got my hair cut. That was a long time ago. Wow. It was. Yeah. And I actually, I was going to bring this up. I'm thinking about getting bangs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I think you could pull those off great. 70s curtain bangs. I think that would work well, especially with your glasses. I think that would be a great look. Yeah, because I've always, in the past few years, I dye my hair myself, but I have too much of it now mm -hmm. and cannot do that. Right. And also, like, really, this is just a fucking disaster. So, yeah, I think I'll try it. And then I can break out all over my forehead. Very exciting. <laughs> Have you seen the video of the woman who's like every woman in a 70s movie? Have you seen this one? No. Hold on. Don't make me watch a TikTok, Brian. I trust you that it's good content. I, I want you to hear it, though, because she's really great. I'll look for it on Twitter. <laughs> What's the thing Rachel told me she read? She didn't come up with this, but uh, someone did. I don't watch TikTok. I watch TikTok videos on Instagram like an adult. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. I get so mad when YouTube starts recommending me shorts. Everyone's trying to be TikTok and I fucking hate it. We've discussed this before. If I'm looking for a tutorial or whatever, I do not want to watch a video. I so badly do not want to watch a video. I will keep going until I find something that's just text. And they'll be like, oh, here's an article where we show you how to do a thing. And it's just a link to a fucking video. All right, I found it. Because I'm an intellectual and I like to read. Her name is Lauren Wilford. This is what she looks like. Okay. It isn't the dark ages, Harry. This is 1976. If you're trying to make it with me, Buster, you're going to need a better line than that. Darning socks and needlepoint. Is that what you think my scene is, Johnny-o? Anyway, it goes on like that for a while. Wow. Yeah, she's really good. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, that was a Twitter video, not a TikTok, I recall. Mm, mm, big distinction. Uh, Very different. Yeah. Oh. Brian, I wanted to bring something up with you. Bring something up with me. So I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. as you know. Mm -hmm. And I have I was watching it the other night, and I was watching the episode that Michael J. Fox is in. Oh, yes. Which yep, is a great in New York. episode. Yep. And then the episode, you know, it kept rolling. It popped over to the new one. And then suddenly, everything's HD, and everyone has Botox, and there are drone shots. And I was not expecting that. And right. I stopped. I got it like halfway through the episode, and I was like, I can't do it. It's because there was like a seven-year gap. Yes, in the exactly. Production. Yes. Yeah. And when they come back, it's like, what am I watching now? It's a completely different world. It's a world. completely different world. And I have to say that the early episodes when it's so it's like aggressively SD, 
that is also a yeah. little, I mean, it's great, but it's a little off putting as some, some things are, but you get used to it pretty quick. You mean like the early seasons? Yeah. Like season one. It's like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks so grainy now. I mean, who really cares? But I remember watching it and thinking, yeah, it's, this doesn't look good. Then they get into like season three and four and it gets a little better and then it's fine. And then, so everybody's had Botox. People are noticeably older. Everyone still looks great because yes. that's what their job is. But yeah, I noticed that too when I was watching through. I was like, whoa, oh, this is, and I'd never seen any of those later seasons before either. Yeah, I was thrown by it and I was immediately like, all right, back to season two. <laughs> when, when was that jump? Season nine, season 10? Yeah, I think it's season nine is the big jump. But you realize how much changed culturally between 2011 and 2017. And it's like, the fundamental premise of this show does not work as well in a 2017 as it does in the aughts. It feels very firmly aughts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 20, you're right. Season 9, 2017. Do you have a favorite episode? Well, I, I do for historical reasons. <laughs> the one, I forget which season it's in, three maybe, where Cheryl's parents are staying with them and they make a cookie nativity scene and... Larry eats the baby Jesus. And this was maybe my mother's favorite thing ever. She just would be walking around the house sometime and she would go, he ate the baby Jesus. Like, <laughs> so great. And that was, uh, when was that? 2001, 2000? Yes, yeah, somewhere around there. So yeah, that one I like a lot just because it reminds me of Something my mom really, really loved. Yeah. All the producer's stuff is great. Yeah, that was my favorite season. Yeah, by far. I love seeing Mel Brooks show up. So good. The producers, I saw that movie probably when I was like six. My parents loved it. We saw it a ton of times. I know that movie back and forth. And when they did it on Curb, I was like, I remember in that last episode of the season, not having occurred to me, I was like, wait a minute. They're doing the producers to the producers. And I like, you know, I was like a little ahead of the game, but by design, you know, like it wasn't like I had figured something amazing out. But I remember like, are they going to do it? Are they going to have that same guy doing the toast in the bar? Like, I was so happy to see that homage to one of my favorite movies. It's so great. It's so fun and so indulgent. And Larry is great where it's like, I just want a full and, and sort of the turn of expecting like, how bad is he going to fuck this up? Yep. And then he, and then everyone loves it. Yeah. I thought that was great. And everyone's awesome that season and still are all of them. Just great season. Yeah. Maybe not my favorite episode. I like just rewatched it again, but I think my favorite scene is relevant to our discussion at the beginning of the episode where Larry is playing the poker game with his friends and Julia and he he calls his friend to see word. Yes. Like and everyone gets so upset. Like I think that's the hardest. I had like I was choking with laughter. Partially because it's like this is the most I have ever related to yeah. Larry on the show. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's so upset. Like the guy's nearly crying. It's, oh, it's so good. I love that show. It is so aggressively Jewish. It just makes me feel like I'm home in New <laughs> yeah. Jersey. Those guys were all my dad's friends. Like they're all like the Funkhauser. And like, I knew all those guys growing up. Older Jewish guys who would, you know, hang out with my dad. 
uh, in my case, it was like Leon Feinblum, you know, I remember Leon and I bonded over Coles when I was a little kid, you know, like all these, you know, middle-aged Jewish guys who are probably my age now when I met him, but I just watched that and I'm like, man, this really just feels like home to me. I love that show. Yeah. Everybody's great. It has the highest number of like, everybody is in this. Every single person is in this show. Yep. The Sopranos ranked pretty high for that in terms of just like, here's a bunch of people, but Curb is just everybody. It's everybody. And now there's like friends who show up in it. Flula is in an episode. Nate Smith is in an episode. Really? Yeah. In one of the later ones, uh, which you probably haven't seen yet, but like Flula shows up, Nate Smith, like some people that I know personally now are in it. And it's so cool to be like, oh my God, I know that guy. What? It's awesome. That rules. There's one where Larry is like playing on a baseball team and like Amy Schumer is just an extra. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is I love seeing people in bit parts who then went on to like blow up later, like Bob Odenkirk is porno Gill, And I think season one. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Apparently, I didn't even know this. There's a new Odenkirk series out where he plays an English professor at a college. Oh, Lucky yeah. Hank. He just did a Reddit AMA years ago when Rampart was out. Famously, Woody Harrelson did an AMA where he only answered questions about Rampart mm-hmm. and would like redirect questions and answers to be about Rampart. Uh-huh. And Bob Odenkirk just did one of those where only answering questions about the new show. And everybody's asking like Better Call Saul stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did you see his uh, John Wick movie? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've seen it twice. And you're not a repeat movie watcher. No, I watched it. I can't say I loved it. I love Bob Odenkirk. And so I'll watch any Bob Odenkirk shit. And then I just was kind of bored late one night. Everyone else had gone to sleep. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll put this on the background while I, I don't know, play Cuphead or something. It's okay. It's good. You know, it's not my favorite thing, but it's fine. He's great in it. Honestly... The best part of that movie happens at the very end where it's Riza and Christopher Lloyd driving in an RV filled with weapons. And it was like, this is actually the movie I want to see is yeah. Riza and Christopher Lloyd fighting crime vigilante style with their gun RV. I'm into that. Also, I love Christopher Lloyd. I watch Christopher Lloyd stuff all day. Big part of my childhood. And I was happy to see him. Getting some work. Also, Michael Ironsides, who I didn't recognize at first. Wow. Yeah, he's like the, I think the the dad, Bob Odenkirk's wife's dad, who owns the whatever kind of fucking factory they work in, which I don't even remember. What was your opinion? I didn't see it. Oh. Speaking of Michael Ironsides, I need to do a big Verhoeven rewatch. I rewatched RoboCop semi-recently. Still great. I want to rewatch Starship Troopers. I... As, you know, famously a showgirls apologist, I can't think of the last time I watched a movie one night and then immediately rewatched it the next night. I truly just think it's fantastic. I, I Honestly, I think that is the consensus now that it rules. Really? Yeah. I think people have now appreciated it as a camp classic. And you've come around. Yeah. I think I, I feel like public opinion has done a 180 on showgirls. Yeah. I love the thing where it's like, Everybody loves all the other movies and then for some reason does not catch that Showgirls is like also a very obvious satire. Yeah. And it's not like he's subtle with satire either. Fuck no. Like everything the guy does is hitting you over the fucking head with a stick. 
I do really love the background of like Starship Troopers, the novel being straight up like fascist apologia and Fairhoven being like, (laughs) no. Yeah. And then people still took it at like face value. Which is, I mean, there's a fuck, whatever. That's just dumb. Yeah. Media literacy. It's dying. (sighs) Yeah. But I think we can all agree that people who write characters who do bad things are bad people. Oh, 100%. I'm a bad person. Yeah. Obviously. I read books with bad people in them. So I'm a bad person. <gasps> Indeed. Indeed. You can only enjoy bad characters if you yourself are bad. Yeah, because you recognize something about yourself and you can't be partially bad. It's binary. It's one or the other. Yeah, they're all good or all bad. People are either bad or they're good. It's 100% right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Welcome to 2023. You know, my face feels dull. I need to pick me up and I'm staring at, I'm giving myself a spritz right now. Oh, because your video is delayed again, I'm about to see it. Oh, how lovely. Here, there it is. Look at that. What is that? Weed? <laughs> God, I wish there was a weed spray. That's actually- There must be. Okay. There okay. must be. There is weed lube. Yeah. Hard pass. Literally. I've, disclosure, I've purchased it years mm. ago. Um, Do tell. And it's still sitting- <laughs> In my cabinet, unused. (laughs) But there have been moments where I've been out of weed and been like, (laughs) I could could take a little sippy Uh as a treat. Uh (laughs) And I have done that. There's famously is a Mira Gonzalez article where she drinks an entire bottle of it and then is high for like four days. You turned me onto this. I'd never read it before. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. Begging not to go to Disneyland. But anyway, this is the, I don't know how to say it, but the Mario Badescu, Badesk, I have no idea. But I got a set of the different flavors, isn't the word, scents. This one's an aloe, chamomile, and lavender. And it's really nice. Also, folks at home, if you have a facial spray, put it in the fridge. Mm. So it's nice and cold. And then when it's hot, you can give yourself a little spritz. I don't know if it actually does anything for my skin, but it's nice. I feel like most skin products don't, but maybe that's just me being wrong. That's some bullshit, Brian. Okay. That's some bullshit. I I don't use it much, so I certainly don't know what I'm talking about. You don't do any skincare? I really don't do too much. No, I have great skin. I am blessed with good skin. I don't have to do much to it. I just naturally look this great all the time. How does it feel to be God's favorite? I mean, I'm used to it. It's honestly... The short answer. And uh, otherwise, good. That's great. Yeah. Jeez. I, I'm not one to to dig on you for not doing skincare. Again, as somebody who neglects self-care a pretty good degree, sometimes I will go through a phase where I'm like, ooh, skincare. And then the rest of the time, I'm like, what if I went to sleep in my eyeliner? What if I did that? <laughs> okay. If, if you were me, what would you advise that I do mm-hmm. skincare-wise? I'm going to write this down. I don't know. I don't know enough about your skin type and what would work for you. Uh, My skin type, it's the kind that covers my whole body. Well, mostly. There's a little patch that I don't like to talk about. (laughs) It's just a little window into your organs. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's it's a a port. A port for daddy. (laughs) Daddy special port. Yeah, it's it's one square centimeter of skinless nonsense right above my ankle. Oh, above the mm. ankle. That seems impractical. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know for skincare. I've never had to do anything. I probably should, but I don't get a lot of sun exposure. I'm naturally extremely moist. 
so I don't need to moisten myself. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know what I do. I mean, I, you know, I wash my face and stuff, but I'm not putting sunscreen every day. You know, I'm not outside enough. If I go outside, I wear sunscreen, but otherwise I'm in this fucking room. Yeah, that's fair. I am grateful to not break out the way that I did as a teen, especially because I got that like chin zone hormonal acne. Oh, yeah. Rough. But now I'll get one zit and then it'll eventually go away. And then I just have a spot oh, for years. Yep. I have like yep. one here that I've had for years that I'm into. I almost like I hope it doesn't go away because it's kind of like a fun beauty uh-huh, mark situation. Uh-huh. Like I feel like a balance. It's nice. Yeah. But I don't want to get another one and then be stuck with it. Right. I don't know. I guess I'm not that precious about my As face. a teen, I did not, you know, get a pimple here and there. Like either my nose or like down the corners of my mouth there. That was it. I never like had bad acne or anything like that. Whereas my dad, my dad had like face craters because of bad skin. I think face craters are the coolest thing in the world. I think they are so awesome. It's badass. It's definitely badass. But poor, like trying to take care of that. If you have skin like that, it can be really rough. And, you know, he yeah. just had rough acne as a kid and, you know, very oily skin. And I think he did what he could, but that's just who he was. Hmm. Uh, is it uh, segment time? Should we do yeah. segments? Oh, same brain. Yes, of course we should do segments. I'm very excited to debut a new segment this week. Hold on. Are you? Oh, I'm always excited. So this week, normally I try to keep these introductions to the segments pretty short, but this week I really want to lay into it and give these segments a moment to breathe. You know, this has been a a breakneck show. We started off with our amazing tier list for the swears with the pairing, the, the wine and food pairing. And then we talked about curb for a little bit and it's been fast paced. I don't know if you can see on camera, I'm sweating profusely right now from how fast we've been moving on this show. And I just want to give us a moment of reflection, a moment of introspection to think about where we've been both in this episode and in the show as a whole, you know, we're 160 something episodes deep and I don't want to rush into segments like we do every week headlong and breathless with the introduction, trying to just quickly get to the, the meat of the segment. Um, if you're vegetarian, of course, you could use fake meat. But rather than do my usual thing where I'm just trying to get to the point so as not to waste anyone's, uh, least of all yours, time, this week, I'm not wasting time. I'm giving us a moment. You know, they say, and I think I said this before in the segment introduction, every day give yourself a gift. The gift that I am giving to you, Layton, this week is the gift of time, which is... You know, we set we set aside this time to record and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a job, but it's also, I think we should take this time to appreciate ourselves and what we each individually bring to this show and, and how well it works. So let's just take a moment of silence here to reflect on those things. Jarek, put in the What's Poppin' theme right now. What's Poppin'? What's poppin'? Great. Are you done? Well, done with what? I haven't started introducing the segment yet. This next segment is our pop culture recommendation segment. And it's where you get to talk about something you've been enjoying recently, a book, a movie, a video game, something like that. 
The segment is called What's Poppin'? And while we took, you might see this in the video, uh, we took 30 minutes of silence where I think Jarek probably cut that out and just played the theme. But this is What's Poppin'? And the theme song we've already played, so we don't need to hear it again. That would be a waste of time. Okay. I would just like to add for no reason at all that if you're not on the Patreon video uh, episode, you're not missing out on anything. <laughs> yeah, don't please don't support us. <laughs> we have we 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 really want to stop doing this show. Please, please don't support the show at any level. Yeah, don't enable this. Don't enable. I'm very tempted <laughs> to do a still freeze frame for 30 minutes in the middle of that episode that people just have to skip past. But you're not going to do that because it's going to take forever, even longer than it normally takes to render, and nobody wants that. Uh, what's popping, Layton? What's popping for me is I've been reading a lot of like addiction memoirs lately, just because I find them interesting and compelling. And I landed on, I think, maybe what is my favorite out of all of them, and it's called How to Murder Your Life by Kat Marnell. Oh, my God. I would describe it as... The Devil Wears Prada if Anne Hathaway was a hot mess pill head. So like Rachel getting married. <laughs> wow, yeah, I haven't thought about that movie in a while. Sort of like that. But this lady, Kat Marnell, like very spoiled rich kid, went to private school, two psychiatrist parents, and then her dad starts prescribing her Adderall in high school. And then it all kind of goes off the cliff from there. But she becomes like a very successful magazine writer sort of in the early 2000s, like fashion magazine boom and it's just fascinating and her writing is really amazing and then I went and read like a bunch of her old articles because she ended up writing for XO Jane and later Vice and it was so compelling I couldn't put it down she's really funny and like candid yeah I just thought it was great that's awesome so that's what's popping for me well actually I want to recommend something have you ever read the Edward St. Alban books no so Edward St. Alban a British um novelist and has a, I think a five volume series called the Patrick Melrose novel where a guy that has, you know, it's basically the life story of this guy who suffered some traumatic shit as a child going through his life. And the second book uh, is called Bad News and it is his struggle as an addict in his, I guess, 20s or late teens or something. These books are the best. I mean, they're very, very frank. So those of you out there, don't read them if this kind of stuff upsets you. But it's like nonstop gallows humor start to finish. I think you would really like these. I recommend all of them. The first one, some upsetting things happen to a kid. I know that's probably fine for you, but people who are easily <laughs> upset might not like it. Yeah. But I recommend these books big time. I think he's, he's a great writer. They're funny in this very droll sort of British way. And I, I think they're amazing. So read the Patrick Melrose, uh, Edward St. Alvin books. Fun. They're really something special. And I think they made a movie or TV show or something out of it. But yeah, I, I rec they're fast reads too. They're pretty short books, like a couple hundred pages. Oh, cool. So like an afternoon for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much for you. you. You can blaze through these. Yeah. I'm always looking for new stuff to read. Maybe I'll hit some NASCAR and that oh. will be a little bit more substantial and take me longer. I will read those NASCAR books again. They're so fucking good. Oh, I love them. Neat. Yeah, I'm definitely 
been reading a lot of addiction memoirs and then took a little break between them to reread some Stevie King. Which one? Pet Cemetery. I keep oh. I keep coming back to Pet Cemetery. It's just so fucking good. I think it is a masterfully crafted. I feel like that and Misery. Oh, oh I should reread Misery. I feel like I do a reread every year, at least once a year. I've never read it. Really? Pet Cemetery would be a no-go for you, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank you. Yeah, it's just really masterfully done. You know, the big thing that is like the thing that happens in that book doesn't really happen until like 70% of the way in. Right. Uh, and I think the build to it and sort of the unraveling afterwards, it's just mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. And a not shitty ending for a Stephen King book? In Pet Cemetery or Misery? Both. Well, Misery. I mean, Pet Cemetery is happy. The pets all come back. It's great. They all have a, a party. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all the same when they come back. Yeah. That's, that's great. great. That's just like life. Um, do you have a question for me? Uh, do you want to do peaches and lemons? That's not the question I'm looking for. I do. Um, are you interested in extending the warranty on your car insurance? Actually, you know what? I am. I've been meaning to do it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Do you know the Muffin Man? Yeah, we don't hang out anymore. We had a falling out. (laughs) Yeah, I know he got canceled for like some icky. For some muffin shit. (laughs) Yeah, Drury Way is never Drury Way? Yes. He lives on Drury Way. (laughs) Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Way? (laughs) They're still tight for some reason. Brian, what's popping? Well, thank you for asking. What's popping for me? This week. And actually, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the show in the last couple of episodes. I don't think so, but stop me if I have. It's a couple year old uh, sketch show on Netflix, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Have you ever seen this or heard of it? No, no. So it's uh, they're an Australian trio, Zach, Braden, and Mark, I think. And it's just fucking cool and weird. I think Scott Ackerman had some hand in it. And I put off watching it. Because it's a show. It's like six episodes, half an hour each, very digestible. They get some cool people on. I thought it was fucking great. There's some really funny sketch stuff. You know, it's very odd in a good way. There's some fun music stuff. I really enjoyed it. So if you like sketch, I, no one like talked about it. I, I, it just kind of came and went, but I think it's very funny. I feel like I've seen some of their sketches, but I don't remember. They're, they're pretty distinctive looking. One, one guy has a big beard and yeah, you know, the other guy has kind of long hair and, and stuff. So they're distinctive looking people, but I think it's great. I like it a lot. Awesome. Yeah, so Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. For some reason, I had a moment of sheer panic thinking that the episodes of season four of Barry had already started coming out because I convinced myself that it was April right. for some reason. It is not April. Because time is fake. It is not April, thank God. I, uh, very much looking forward. Well, the final season. Barry season four. The final season. And Succession season four. And I think you should leave season three. Yes. I'm ready. Yes, yes, yes. I'm ready. All right. And I still haven't finished Better Call Saul. I've just oh, been like right. saving it as a little treat. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. It's pretty great. I was talking to Jory about it and he said that he had like skipped over a bunch of episodes and watched the end. And his take was that it is great for the show and not only is great for the show, but redeems Breaking Bad's terrible ending. Wow. I thought it was a good ending. Yeah. Know, I love Better Call Saul. I thought the ending was great too. Jory and I have spent so much time talking about the Breaking Bad ending. Mm-hmm. One of the last times he was on, we talked about the Norm MacDonald 
tweets. Oh, right. <laughs> about how the whole thing is just a dream sequence. Here's something. Galaxy brain tape. A lot of people didn't pick up. Did you know that the last episode is called Felina? But that's an anagram of finale. Wow. Yeah. It's a little Easter egg. Deep. Deep indeed. Very yeah, deep. Very deep. All right, time for our final segment, which is three parts gratitude exercise and one part petty grousing and 100% me botching the segment intro. But you know it's not botched? The theme song, which goes right here. Wow, holy shit. Have you ever heard such a good theme song? It's amazing. And You know, it wouldn't be an episode of Late Night if you didn't fuck up the intro to Peaches and Lemons. So true. If we didn't fuck up the intro that we do too late, excruciating what's popping intro, Peaches and Lemons just fucked into the episode. Me me floundering. Excruciating? No, no, no. We're not doing this. Excruciating? We're not doing this. I'd say uh, artistic. I'm unsubscribing. I'd say considered. I would say this is like when I hit block and unsubscribe on all my spam Mm -hmm. emails and then they just like keep keep coming because someone because I'm resubscribing you. And they all call me Winifred. Is that true? Yeah. That <laughs> and I've repeatedly blocked the name Winifred. And now I live in fear of getting some life-changing opportunity from someone named Winifred. Yeah, from the one remaining person named Winifred. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go first. The last person alive named Winifred. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your lemon? So I had to reschedule a dentist appointment. And I rescheduled it. For the only time they had available within the next two months, 7 a.m., I had a 7 a.m. dentist appointment where I was like, what? Are I just, uh, what? This is way too early to go to the dentist. I can deal with an 830. Yeah. I can deal with a nine. That's fine. Why am I waking up at like 6 a.m. for a dentist appointment? Look, I'm glad I did it. I love this dentist. They're great. But I was like, oh, my God, seven o'clock. Had a great appointment. Yeah, even as an intensely early riser, Slightly lapsed due to the time change, which frustrates me to no end. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, no, I need Too to early. not be engaged in anything until like 10 a.m. Like that's me time. If I'm going to be at a doctor's appointment or whatever, a health thing at 7 a.m., I better be getting surgery. Like yeah. not for a routine dental cleaning. They better be giving me the good shit. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's my lemon. Too early. Nice lemon. Thank you. Yours. My lemon is... I was out over the weekend hanging with friends and then I got home at like midnight, which it's already late for me. And I came in and two of my neighbors were hanging out in the courtyard around the fire and were like, oh, come join us. Well, I thought you could say in your house. <laughs> yeah, you know, the open door policy. Yeah. You know, I went up and joined them and I had a lovely time talking to them and just hanging out around the fire. But then it was 3 a.m., And I went to bed at 3 a.m. And I cannot do that anymore. I was fucked the entire next day. I I just can't do it anymore. You know, if I'm going to be up that late, it needs to be me being in bed with insomnia, which doesn't happen anymore. But being out and social, and I didn't take my meds until like midnight when I got home. And so if I don't take those meds at 1030, I am going to have a bad time. Because it knocks me out within the hour. I don't get the fucking horrible munchies that you get with this med that is literally an appetite stimulant for the elderly and cats. So, you know, the night eating will commence at some point, but it, you know, throws off my whole shit. Yeah. The only thing that you should be eating at night is ass. Is there a second part to that? 
Well, actually, there is a second step that often happens afterwards. It's when you get that money. <gasps> wow. All right, cool. Yeah. Those are our lemons. I stand by that whenever we do this show live again, which I very badly want to do, I don't know why anybody would come to it, but I accept that. We have to do peaches and lemons where we eat a lemon slice while we do our lemon. And then we can have some peaches. And then we huck whole lemons at the audience. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I think it would really add something to the segment. I agree. I like it. I'm in. Cool. All right. You got any peaches? I do have peaches. My first peach is that when I was staying with Aaron and Susie for a while and, you know, we like hang out every weekend, like I, you know, we'll go over on Friday or Saturday or whatever and we just vibe. Mm -hmm. But when I was staying with them, Aaron started playing Silent Hill for the room. And every time I've come over, he's continued playing it. And it's so great because I, I like Silent Hill. I don't want to play it because I find the controls and the experience frustrating and tiring. But watching Aaron play it is great. And I was out so late because we thought we were going to get to the ending, but we didn't. But it's it's just been really fun because Aaron and Susie both played it when they were younger. And so they have memories of it. And it's my first time seeing it. There's like a long hallway in a hospital where like every room is a different little gag. And I just love it. It's really fun. And it's just been a great time. I love watching my friend's game. And hopefully, might see him finish it this weekend. My second peach is that you know, before I went to treatment and since I've gotten out of treatment, I've just been a real creative dry spell, which feels fucked up for me because in a good place, I will do like art shit and writing during the day. And then I, you know, write on my notes app, like into the wee hours. So I'm just like constantly making stuff and I haven't felt inspired by anything. And then now I have had a big surge of it kind of inexplicably and I've been making stuff in Blender again. Yes, you you sent us something the other day. Yeah, and I have finally successfully made like human characters. It's been really difficult. I've tried it many, many times and just didn't quite get it because it's, you know, it's more complex than just making objects or whatever. And I finally did it and I'm so happy with it. And now that I know how to do it, I'm going to keep doing it. And so my 2D art obsession with drawing women has now intersected with 3D and I'm excited to see where that goes. That's awesome. And I've honed in on like a real good, like D-Res PS1 style. Like I figured out how to do the compositing and, you know, I, I've been using, there is a program called AE Sprite or maybe Asprite. I don't know, but it's a little pixel art program. And then there's a plugin for Blender called Prebim Base. I don't know how to say it, but that's what it is. So it connects a sprite with Blender so you can like automatically do your textures and it will show up on the model in real time. And it's great. It is such a convenient workflow and I just really have been loving it and like learning how to do pixel art, which is such an actual art. It is difficult to do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you have to think very, very carefully about what you're placing and what color it is. And it looks fucked up if you do it wrong and you get the jaggies. Right. Anyway, that's a very extended peach. I love it. My third peach is I, for the longest time, did not like Chipotle. And then I, I was like, you know what? I should give this another shot. It's been long enough. And I did. And it was so fucking good. I finally, like, sort of get it. Chipotle, like, like many chains like that, you're either going to have a really good experience or a really bad experience, Yeah, I find. And... I definitely got food poisoning from a Chipotle wow. in Ann Arbor. 
Absolutely. Un- unambiguously. But I've been back and it's generally pretty good. Yeah. And they finally have fucking queso, which the last time I tried it, they did not have queso, which I was just like, this is a miss. How could you not have this? I regard the move at Chipotle is to get the burrito bowl with a side of chips. Yeah. There is a place that I really like going to that's like if Chipotle was a legitimately good mom and pop shop and I love getting a Mm. burrito bowl from them and doing that exact thing of like getting chips and then especially like next day, I'll put it on a baking sheet and put it on top with a little extra cheese and then bake it. Oh, nachos. Great. Love it. I remember 20-ish years ago when I lived in San Diego, Chipotle was just starting and there was one open across from UCSD. And it was like kind of under the radar, like people didn't know about it. They had actually a thing where they were giving out free burritos, which was fucking great. Every grad student I know was like in line. And I remember going in, I was working at the Princeton Review at the time, teaching SATs and shit. And there was a guy who worked there who was sort of, this is going to come as a shock, kind of a know-it-all. And I remember being like, hey, have you guys been to Chipotle? And this guy was like, uh... I think it's Chipotle. Oh my God. Incredible. This, and this was before like what a Chipotle was, was like, as in like a, you know, a jalapeno was like known at least widely in the U S and I always remember this guy correcting me. He's like, uh, I don't think it's P O T L E. I think it's P O T E L. Oh my God. And he was not doing a bit. I love when one of those people gives you an in. It's great. It's just so satisfying. It's great. And I will often not take the bait. Because you're a good person. I'm a good person and I'm not 100% sure. I was like, you know what? Maybe I did read that wrong. Maybe I was maybe I was off base on this. But yeah. Every, now, every time I see a Chipotle, I think about this guy. I think that's actually Chipotle. <laughs> My favorite was being at one of those types of places and hear, hearing a lady order a quesadilla with pico de gallo. Oh, that rules. I love that. It's awesome. Pico de Vincent Gallo. Okay. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Uh, I believe that's what the brown bunny was about. <laughs> Moving on. Excellent. Okay, peaches. Uh peach number one. Uh Rachel and Audrey and I went to the butterfly pavilion at the oh. Natural History Museum this weekend. And it was Awesome. Like we've done that before. These butterflies were going apeshit. They were all over. We all got landed on. Audrey had a gigantic blue morpho walk up her leg and she was like happy, kind of like not shrieking, but like, ah, you know, freaking out in a fun way as this butterfly like slowly walked up her leg and a real big, bright blue one, too. I got landed on. Rachel got landed on. There are lots of kids, butterflies going all over. Saw some butterfly eggs on a leaf. It was great. A plus butterfly experience. I think blue morphos are my favorite butterfly. They're amazing. I, I have one on my wall. I uh, When I went to Costa Rica as a kid, I got to see a bunch of them like actually in the wild, which was- Oh, they're so cool. They're so pretty. And even they're like underside too. Yes, that's what I was going to say. They have that cool like eye spot brown underside. Yeah. And then the top is this iridescent blue. It's the best. I'm gaining an appreciation for the non-wing part of butterfly, the bug part. Yeah. You're like, oh, they got like fucking cool little heads and bodies and stuff. I love their little like eyes. It's cute. Yes. So that's Peach 1. Peach 2, we did the uh, photo shoot for the new NSP album this weekend. Wow. Send me some of those. So I don't have the pictures yet. 
but I'll text you right now a picture of me in the place. Excellent. We rented a weird fucking place on Pier Space and took a bunch of pictures there. And there was one room that looked like that. What? What? That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Do you want to describe what you're seeing here? Um, what I'm seeing is Brian in full ninja getup in front of the fucking skeleton fungus thing from Annihilation. Yes. It's pretty much the thing from Annihilation. That's, That's so right. cool. Yeah. Which I did not expect going in. So is that the album cover? <laughs> just full on. That, yeah. Ju- just, just me. Just me with a giant skeleton. So yeah, we, we had a great time. And then we got done early. And so I called Rachel and I was like, bring Audrey here. And Audrey walked into this house. So the house looks like it's like overgrown. It's a set, but it's a, it's a house in like East Hollywood. That is a set. Looks like it's overgrown. And Audrey came and she was just like, what the, you know, I could watch her mind exploding. It's so great. I love that. She's such a great age for that. And my final peach is that spring break is coming up and Audrey and I are going on a dad daughter trip. And we're going to go to Denver and to New York because Rachel just started a new job. She's staying home and going to do her job. And Audrey and I are going to go on a trip. That's awesome. And we'll see some friends and we'll do tourist stuff in New York. The stuff I never did really growing up that much. Went to the Statue of Liberty like once on a field trip or whatever. But I'm going to take her to the Statue of Liberty and we'll go to the Empire State Building. And maybe we'll go see a Broadway show. Wow. I don't know. Like, and then see friends, my sister, all sorts of people. Art art galleries. Yes. Well, of course, we're going to go see art galleries. I'll take her to, to probably take her to the Whitney and uh, probably the Met also. The Met's so cool. Maybe Mo Math, the Museum of Math, which I've never been to. But <laughs> I think that would be fun. That would be neat. Underrated New York Gallery. I don't know if it still exists, but the Noya Gallery, I think is how you say it. Oh, I don't know that one. N-O-Y-A? Is that how you say it? Uh, N-E-U-E, I think. N-E- oh, yeah, like new in German. Yeah, so they have like Gustav Klimt paintings and Egon Schiele, who are like two oh, of, two of my I favorites. about this? It's, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's there. Early 20th century German and Austrian art. Oh, that's good shit. It's sick. Hell really yeah. left a big impression on me. Yeah. My dad and I went when I was in high school. One of those things where we were looking visibly lost and just like an older, very New York guy was like, all right, where are you going? I'll help you. Nice. <laughs> I might take her to MoMA too. I mean, it's New York. It was a million things. We're there yeah. for a little under a week. And I got us a hotel right in Midtown. Because we're spending, like, I didn't pay for any flights, staying with friends in Denver, like, paying for nothing else. So I was like, yeah, nuts. get a nice hotel. Not like a fancy hotel, but just like any hotel in New York is fucking expensive. So yeah. all of our travel budget for this trip is a hotel. Oh, and you'll get good food and some bagels. and. Oh, hell yeah, we're going to get bagels. You're going to go to Cats? Uh, you know what? We might. Yeah, Cats would be good. I can't take her to Sammy's. Sammy's Romanian because... She's too young for it, and the only way to do it right is to feel ill for a week after eating there. I don't know that place. What's what's that deal? Oh, Sammy's Romanian. Okay. It's this place. I think it's the Lower East Side. It is the shittiest looking expensive restaurant you will ever go to, and it is like Ashkenazi Jewish food, but the most aggressive version of it, where it's like they have, uh, you know those like IHOP syrup bottles where the pull the thing yeah, down yeah. and the little slot moves back. They have that, but it's filled with schmaltz, you know, chicken fat. Oh my God. And they have brisket, 
cabbage stuff with brains, chicken liver, but they do the chicken liver. They put raw onions and they put schmaltz in it and just stir it all up. Their egg cream is a like carton of milk, whole milk, a bottle of seltzer and a thing of Hershey's syrup. Just make it yourself. Wow. They bring out a bottle of vodka that's encased in ice and pour you shots. (laughs) There's, I don't know if this guy is still there. There used to be a guy who would sit in the back on a little keyboard and do Sinatra songs in Yiddish. I see a picture of him. Yes. He's got like balding up top, big frizzy Jufro. That, yeah, he was great. It's, it's an institution. Wait a second. Did it close? Oh no. Did it? Uh, yeah, it closed. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. Well, I'm not exactly surprised because I couldn't believe it was ever open. <laughs> what a bummer. That sucks. I only went there once and I was ill for a week. And then I talked to a couple friends and they were like, yeah, once every 10 years at Sammy's. That's when you can go. <laughs> that's amazing. That'll be a really fun trip. And speaking yep. of trips, both of us have booked our accommodations mm-hmm. and flights, et cetera, mm-hmm. to go to Creator Clash That's right. in Florida. That's right. Which will be well, uh, the plan. Now, don't hold us to this. We're going to do a live episode from Creator Clash. Yes, the audio and quality is going to be it's shit. Gonna be fun. Oh, hell yeah, it is. Yeah. And, you know, I'm specifically coming a day early so I can go to the Twerp show and see our boys and see Trey Magnifique. I'm super excited. And it, we have some tentative plans to do mm-hmm. some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, it's going to be great. And we get to lots watch our friends, friends punch each other in the face. What's better than Hell that? Hell yeah. That's going to be best. That's going to be great. As somebody who has been briefed extensively on boxing strats and getting videos of friends fighting, courtesy, <laughs> sure. courtesy yeah. of Vernon, who, God bless him, I love the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot secondhand about boxing and what boxing is bad and what boxing is good. Yeah, I did too. When we were on the Starbomb recording trip, Aaron was teaching me Yeah. Oh, this is what you do. Give him a little one, too. I've heard a lot. It has been great watching Aaron improve as a boxer because I watched him train a lot for the first one and I've watched him train a lot for this one. And it's just awesome. I love it. It's fun when a friend gets into something new and then can intelligently talk about it. Yeah. And you watch them get better at it, too. It was like watching him get into Magic the Gathering because he first started playing it when we did that episode of Power Hour where we were all in the pool and squirting. That was the first time he ever played it? I think so, yeah. Because like I remember Allie trying to explain the rules and now it's just like... (laughs) I've watched him play so much Magic the Gathering Arena, sorting cards. He was explaining like some of the... You know, because I've watched him play Magic the Gathering Arena a good bit, and I'm like finally kind of getting how the game works because it seemed yeah. totally impenetrable. I was never a card game person. Anyway, no, me neither. Another successful episode of Late Night. Look at this. I really like this one. I did too. This was great. We made a lot of progress. We should formalize that tier list and post it. I really want to make it into like a fancy restaurant menu style. That's great. We. <laughs> feel a lot of pressure to get guests on this show a lot because I think that's, you know, a big part of the show. But mm-hmm. numbers say that <laughs> episodes that are just us do way better. And also I like doing them. They're really fun. But I also get how when I'm listening to a podcast and there's like guests all the time and it's like, I don't know who this guest is. I'm just going to listen to the regular one. Um, yep, so I totally. totally understand that inclination, even though we have awesome guests all the time and they're really interesting and fun. And if that's sort of the thing that you do, maybe like check out some of the other ones. I don't know. Uh, and if you want more solo episodes, that would be easier on our scheduling. <laughs> so let us know. 
Yeah, we'll do. Just to conclude here, this has been a great episode. And we've kind of been building to this. So I want to conclude just by saying, (laughs) thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, oh, also with that in mind, I heard another podcast do do this thing. And I just wanted to say, I I will shamelessly beg for Apple reviews. Uh, If you like this show. Yeah, we absolutely. That does help. Yeah, I know you can do it on Spotify too, but it would be really Mm -hmm. awesome. And I always like hearing from people why they like this show because I'm genuinely baffled by it. So with that in mind, and to wrap up this episode, see ya. Indeed. Bye. (laughs) Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Knight, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Knight, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>